A full solar eclipse will be visible in much of Arkansas on April 8, 2024. The eclipse will cut a swath through the central part of the U.S. from the southern border in central Texas to northern Maine. Millions of tourists are expected to converge on areas where the total eclipse will be visible, and that includes a large chunk of the River Valley and parts of northwest Arkansas. And according to tourism experts, the time is now for hotels, restaurants, and local cities to begin preparing for this big event. We're going to talk about that today on the Know the News podcast. Hi, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the host of the Know the News podcast, and it's brought to you by the newsrooms of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and the River Valley Democrat Gazette. The eclipse is more than 18 months away, but it's already drawing a lot of attention from local folks who expect there to be an untold number of visitors coming to see it. This week, local tourism officials met in Fort Smith to talk about what businesses and communities can be doing to get ready for this once-in-a-lifetime event. Our reporter, Monica Brick, was at that meeting, and her story about what they talked about will appear in this weekend's editions of the River Valley Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Hi, Monica. Thanks for being here. Hi, of course. And we've also got with us today Timothy Jacobson. He's the executive director of the Fort Smith Convention and Visitors Bureau. Hi, Timothy. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Well, let's start with this, Monica. Um, what exactly is a solar eclipse? Um, so a solar eclipse is when the moon ends up eclipsing the sun. So um, it will become it will be in between the Earth and the sun, thereby blocking the sun and preventing any sunlight from reaching. Yeah. So it will get very very dark while this is happening uh, in in our parts of the world, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. And I did a little research. These things are very rare. The last one was, and I actually remember this pretty pretty vividly, but the last one visible in the U.S. was 2017. And the next one after 2024 will be in 2045. So these things don't happen very often. So, uh, so Tim, uh, with the fact that these things are so rare and, and fairly spectacular, um, do you know which communities in and around Fort Smith will be fully affected by the eclipse? Uh, is is it pretty much everybody in the in the River Valley area? It it is um, predominantly um, all of the River Valley area. The uh, um, eclipse, um, you know, from the information we've gathered is you know listening to different scientists, the twenty four eclipse uh, is predicted to be one of the most viewed eclipses in history. Just to give you an idea. Um, they're estimating it will cover um, 16% of the entire uh, United States and 90% of Arkansas. So um, that's a, a pretty good, um, you know, pretty good uh, path. And through the, you know, in 2017, you know, the longest period of darkness, uh, let's just say in South Carolina, who we talked to, was two minutes and 39 seconds. The longest period that we're expecting in Arkansas is going to be four minutes and 20 seconds. Now, the closer you are to totality, the center of totality, the longer that you will see the eclipse. So there, most all of uh, River Valley is at least two and a half minutes. And as you get farther in to the state, it's up to 
uh, kind of more centered around hot springs, you'll get into the to the four minute and 20 second. And then there's a lot of rural areas that will be um, outside of the River Valley area that will uh, be in, in totality for a longer period of time as well. But, you know, they're uh, estimated, you know, kind of rule of thumb is that you can expect about half of your state's population to come within the state for the eclipse. So if, you know, we're close to a $3 million, $3 million uh, population, you know, there could be 1.5 million people come into Arkansas for this event. Wow. That is, that is an awful lot of people uh, for, for, for something that's happening on one day. So, so, so the subject of the meeting Tuesday earlier this week was, you know, what businesses can be doing to get ready for that onslaught of, of visitors uh, during, during that day in uh, 2024. So can you talk a little bit about what you talked about and, and, and what local businesses, particularly hospitality businesses, can be doing to get ready uh, for, for, for that weekend? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think the main, the main focus of the first meeting that we had was to educate people on, you know, uh, the how large of an event this will actually be. And, you know, when you look at uh, some of the, the path from 2017, you know, um, actually, you know, Arkansas was not in that path, but, um, you know, and it, it went through, uh, through the United States, you know, from up on the upper west coast all the way down through uh, the uh, southeast. So, as an example, um, Wyoming. Um, Wyoming saw about almost a half a million people um, come into Wyoming for the 2017 eclipse. Um, and about 90% of those visitors were out of state residents. So, uh, we did receive some numbers from the Wyoming Office of Tourism that it generated about $167 million in spending for Wyoming. Um, Casper, Wyoming, which is a very small community of about 50,000, uh, you know, their, their little airport saw over 200 aircraft with 900 passengers fly in uh, just for that event back in August 21st of 17. Um, probably more in relation to us would be looking at South Carolina, uh, they had an estimated 1.6 million people come into South Carolina um, and generated about 269 million in economic spending for, you know, lodging, travel and stuff like that. So I think that the, the point of it being is that the, everybody understands the, how large of an event this is going to be. Um, from the very beginning, we looked at this from a safety perspective and began conversations with our local emergency management um, who has direct links to all uh, fire police and EMS and responders. So that that's the inner workings. That's the first step. And then the second step is to get out to our businesses so they understand what's going to be happening, um, not just for that two to four minutes, but we anticipate people will be staying, uh, you know, three, four, five days around the eclipse. So, you know, really trying to energize our local community and start to develop um, some participation from, uh, you know, different aspects of our community to be able to handle this event. So, you know, we're, we're looking at it from a tourism perspective and setting up committees for that aspect of it 
while we work in tandem with our emergency management individuals to making sure that we uh, don't overtax a certain area and that we execute this in tandem to make sure we're doing a very good job to create a positive experience and a safe experience for the number of people that will come into our community. Uh, Monica, I noticed in your story you you addressed that some. You had some quotes from from uh, emergency emergency management folks about how to how to kind of prepare for that. What do you what do you recall about that conversation? Yes, um, just that especially smaller towns can be with only a couple streets in and out of town. Having double the population come and visit for the weekend is going to be very stressful on them, especially when they can't call on bigger areas like Fort Smith to come in and help because they will also be dealing with their own um, tourism on the same day, same weekend. So it's going to be quite a bit to handle and there's going to be a lot of preparation needed leading up to it. Yeah. So, uh, and Tim, you talked about this, you, you, you clearly have learned quite a bit from, from the experiences of other communities in 2017, uh, uh about how to deal with this, uh, um, and, and the fact that this, there seems to be a, you know, even an even greater, uh, number of people being affected by it. You said, you mentioned South Carolina, were there other places that you, uh, you were able to draw a little information from, uh, to, to help you help other people get ready? Absolutely. We looked at, uh, you know, the path from uh, 2017. And at the time, I was actually located in Missouri, which um, was was in the totality of the of that particular eclipse. And, you know, one of the things that we learned very quickly uh, is some of the smaller rural communities that maybe not have as much egress and degress into um, their community. Uh, there was a lot of gridlock. Um, you know, there's stories of certain communities um, that, uh, where as an example, uh, people got stuck on the highway for hours. Uh, school buses were delayed by hours of delivering kids home, um, you know, in the evening. So we, you know, one of the things that we learned by talking to some of the rural communities is that they're, the they'll leave the rural community or they'll leave even a major metropolitan area to go into where the totality is. And if you look at the path um, for this one in 24, um, you know, and, and basically the way that the river Valley sits and border to Oklahoma, only a very, very small portion of Southeast Oklahoma will be in the path of the cliffs. And um, so we anticipate getting a lot of people coming in from Oklahoma into the River Valley, um, as well as coming from the south, maybe the Shreveport area up in, you know, coming north uh, into the totality. You'll have areas such as Kansas City, Springfield, Brandon that will go will go south into the totality. And at the same time, you'll have areas like Memphis and Nashville that will go west to come into the totality. So, you know, we've got a lot of, of rural areas and major metropolitan areas that are gonna filter in, uh, you know, for the day trip. And then, you know, we're starting to hear and see activity from international travelers as well that uh, wanna get a, be part of this uh, phenomenon. So, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we continue to find out more and learn more, um, you know, our, the state of Arkansas has done a very good job at, at taking a lead. Um, um, if you get one of the best resources right now 
would be arkansas.com backslash eclipse. Um, they have some information on their website. They have a very unique uh, interactive map on there where you can place a pen and it will calculate for you exactly what time the eclipse will be coming by. So um, there's a, and we will continue to build tools ourselves. We will have our own platforms uh, here for Fort Smith and the River Valley uh, websites and social media and stuff like that. So that we're all able to send a common message out to our visitors of how they can best experience this. Yeah. Well, it, it just sounds like it's going to be a, a, a once in a lifetime experience. And uh, uh, I hope it's a, I hope it's a positive one for the folks who come into the area to, to, to take a look at this. So uh, uh, Monica or Tim, is there anything I'm missing? Anything we haven't talked about that we need to, to cover uh, on the topic of, uh, of the eclipse? No, we just say, you know, stay, stay tuned and we'll continue to populate, you know, our uh, information and about, you know, the opportunities that we'll have as we continue to look at growing, you know, that time frame into uh, some wonderful visitation and opportunities for visitors to do things and experience River Valley outside of just the eclipse itself. But uh you know, making sure that we're giving out the information for people to best have an experience that uh, uh, will be enjoyable when they visit us here in Arkansas. Great. So, Monica, were you going to say something? Yes. Um, the story is definitely about kind of the safety and tourism aspect of it for preparing. But um, I know that from the previous paper that I reported in, they were in the path of totality for the 2017 eclipse. And that city did a whole like day event with the National Park Service. I know Bill Nye went and visited. Um, and I know details are still being collected at this point. So, but there's going to be plenty of things going on with Arkansas tourism, Fort Smith tourism to make a whole day, a weekend out of it. Wow. So I'm dealing with two veterans of the last eclipse. So that's, uh, uh, you guys know what you're talking about when it comes to this sort of thing. So, all right. Well, I want to thank our, our guest today for talking about the total eclipse of the sun, uh, solar eclipse of the sun that's coming up in April of 2024 and what that's going to mean from, for, from a tourism and, and uh, uh, infrastructure standpoint. Um, our guests were Tim Jacobson. He's the executive director of the Fort Smith Convention and Visitors Bureau. Tim, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we very much appreciate the opportunity. And also Monica Brick, she is our full-time, uh, she is one of our full-time reporters uh, based in the River Valley, covering the River Valley and letting readers in that area of the state know exactly what's going on in their community. Monica, thanks for being here as well. Thank you. Be sure to look for Monica's story on preparations for the 2024 eclipse in Sunday's editions of the River Valley Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now let's talk about some of the other great stories we have coming your way this weekend. Monica will report on the City of Fort Smith's long-term capital improvements plan. Thomas Sicente will give us an update on when the U.S. Marshals Museum may open, and he'll talk to its new president and CEO, Ben Johnson. Garrett Moore will have a report on how things went last weekend in Rogers when it hosted its first Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue Festival. Ron Wood will tell us what it would mean if the Northwest Arkansas National Airport de-annexes itself from the small town of Highfield. 
Doug Thompson will report on efforts to control and reduce string bank erosion in the Illinois River watershed. We'll have plenty of coverage of the Arkansas Razorbacks game at Brigham Young University on Saturday. All of this great content and much more is available to our subscribers at our website, nwaonline.com, and on our rec replica apps for smartphone and tablet. And remember, we have apps for both the River Valley Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're grateful to our subscribers who support our efforts to do local journalism in your communities. If you're not a subscriber, you can help too by signing up and hitting the subscribe button on our website or calling us at 479-684-5509. I'll give you that phone number again. It's 479-684-5509. The Know the News podcast comes to you every Friday. We'll be back next Friday with another edition, and until then, my name is Rusty Turner saying have a great weekend.